green fiends, prepare to have your minds fractured. For this week we delve into the genre of psychological horror. The mentally and emotionally weak are highly advised to turn off the pod now. By the end of this pod, your sanity may be in jeopardy. Gordon, won't you give us an idea of exactly what psychological horror films are and maybe some good examples? Yeah, so psychological horror is more of a mind-bending horror film, something that doesn't really fit into the category of gory or slasher um, or something that is known for having a lot of jump scares something that makes you think a little bit more and kind of kind of creeps inside of your brain a little bit yeah makes you feel weird yeah it makes you feel uneasy i, I would say more than anything I, I would say uneasiness is the best way to describe what psychological horrors do to you when i think back to midsummer i still just have a weird feeling about it like why uh like why feel a little dirty and it's one of those few movies that is able to be so creepy and effective while still in like broad daylight yeah exactly it's so light yeah yeah it takes place in a very you would feel like very you know happy setting almost yeah yeah but just that, that eeriness that fakeness the phoniness yeah, you don't know what you're seeing. What are you seeing? Is it true? Is it not? You know, um, yeah, Midsommar is is a little bit of a uh, of an anomaly in the psychological horror genre, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you got your greats like uh, Silence of the Lambs, The Shining. Oh yeah, you know I know you love The Witch, Gordon. Absolutely, <laughs> one of the best psychological horror films out there. Um, but there's there's a couple other really good ones, and I think there's a lot that people would agree with. And this might be a little bit uh, of something that people can, um, I guess, uh, get an idea, a little bit better of an idea. Um, one of the more popular ones that came out not too long ago was Get Out. Yeah. A really, really popular and yeah. very effective psychological horror film. And then the follow-up to that movie, which was Us. I didn't uh, like that one. I didn't think it was good as good, but um, it was still a pretty solid psychological horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Mother. Darren Aronofsky's film was a psychological horror film. It was a, it got a lot of flack. There's a lot of people that hated it. I think it was a very divisive film. It was one of those movies that either you loved it or you hated it for the most part. Um, I hated it. I loved it. So, <laughs> so there you go. I figures. Um, Seth, Seth, you were indifferent, correct? As I usually am. <laughs> Tom, did you ever did you ever see Black Swan? No, no, I've heard that one's a pretty good psychological horror. I've I've heard it's up there. I I very much like that film. I saw it in college, and there's some very uh, there's some very erotic lesbian really stuff in that film. Does and, Natalie Portman uh, go full frontal? You know, I don't think she does. Well, I mean, then what? But uh, Mila, Kunis, <laughs> Mila Kunis goes like down on her, I'm pretty sure. Really? Nice. Uh, Might have to give that one a watch. Yeah. 
I remember I was in a theater with a friend of mine and in college, and then there was just this old couple sitting in front of us, and we were the only four people in the theater, and it got very uncomfortable in that <laughs> yeah, theater. Really? Yes. Did they start moving closer and closer to y'all? Yeah. Yeah, it got really weird. Just look over, and there are just a couple more seats closer. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, invited you to the Swingers Club. Oh, yeah. That's what the old people society. Do. Yeah. You got to watch them old people, Gordon. Stay away from them. <laughs> unless, unless you're into that kind of thing. I wouldn't advise it. I was going to say, there, there was a really bizarre one that came out um, not too long ago with Nicolas Cage. Um, did you guys National ever see Treasure? Mandy? Yeah. Mandy, yes. <laughs> did you see Mandy? No, I haven't seen Mandy. Oh, though. man, dude. It's pretty good. It's actually a really good film. I've heard it's pretty solid. It's weird. It's definitely weird. But uh, I guess, Tom, what would you say? You know, you mentioned The Shining, Silence of the Lambs. What would you say are some of your your favorites out there? You know, I got an obscure one that I really like called The Cube, Gordon. Have you ever seen this? The Cube is like, you know, these like, imagine eight random people. You're in the room with eight random strangers in this cube room. And all you know to do is to just try to figure a way out of it. And you're just going room to room. Things are happening. People are getting killed in really weird and messed up ways. And, you know, it, it, you finally make it out at the end, and then the government comes up and shoots you in the face. And you find out it was just a huge experiment. It's really weird, very uncomfortable movie that I saw when I was way too young, and it just had a lasting impact. Just, again, one of those ones that really messes with your head. Okay. Seth, yeah. what about you? What about me? Yeah. Does any come to mind, Seth? Oh, uh, well, we already said I mean, my favorite one's probably The Shining. I mean, right? That's everyone's favorite movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I was thinking, when you were describing it, I thought about Hereditary. You know, that one kind of made me feel like I didn't you, quite know what I was watching, you know? Right. You loved it, Seth. You loved Hereditary, correct? I can't. Did Hunter hate it, or did he love it? Did. Hunter hated it. I hated that film. That was one of the ones he hated. Okay. I laughed he my thought ass it was off stupid. when she stuck her head out the window and got her head popped off by that <laughs> that was all right a barrel of laughs yeah <laughs> that's, i think that's what they were going for yes that's what the director wanted the comedic relief mm-hmm. <laughs> was uh did james wan direct that as well no no who does seem like it though wouldn't it? it seems like it's right up his alley like that that's the type of movie he would direct it says ari aster yeah yeah. Oh, okay. So it was the same person yeah. that directed Midsommar. Exactly. That fits. That fits. Usually, you know, they do the real weird, dumb movie. Or no, they do the, the, the really studio heavy movie that everybody loves and they get all that money. Then they make the weird, dumb one. And it's kind of like he went in reverse on that. It's like their, their passion project. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the weird thing is, is it was pretty like critically well received. Like most yeah, people, people like that movie. actually liked it a lot. And I've never seen it, so I can't say either way. I don't know. I don't. Tom, I don't think you'd like it, to be honest. I really don't think you would. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. I'd probably be annoyed and bored. But uh, I think that's your like natural state, Tom. Mostly, unless no it's a, and bored. <laughs> unless it's a weird, uh, obscure '80s horror film, then I'm all in. That Hunter hates, right? 
Yeah, yeah but uh, well, gentlemen, do y'all want to get into the movie this week then? Oh man, dude, I can't wait. <laughs> Connor is ready. He is ready to uh, fix his performance from last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have either of you gentlemen seen a movie like this? Uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> I'm glad you're right out of the gate on that one, Seth. I was more talking about, let's say, <laughs> there's the trope of uh, evil uh, uh, brother or, or evil uh, symbiotic twin growing inside you that's making you do evil things. So um, if I remember correctly, House of Wax actually had something like that. And did they well it wasn't like a symbiotic like parasitic type of thing but it was um it was like there was a brother sister relationship or some type of family tie involved in it somehow if i remember correctly so uh, i could name quite a few there's edward moore drake of course probably the most famous one you know and they did that a little bit in american horror story they got stephen king's the dark half which is basically this film but a lot more boring, a lot less weird, but also a lot more confusing. Okay. <laughs> I read it in 10th grade, and I think I made it about halfway through before I gave up on it. But uh, what's another one? There's a, there's a couple more. There's a, have you ever seen the movie Basket Case? No. It's about uh, a guy who has a symbiotic twin that grows on him. The doctors remove it, and the rest of the film... They go from hospital to hospital, killing the doctors that removed the growth. Hit him and his growth go from hospital to hospital, seeking revenge. Seeking revenge. Basket case, nineteen eighty-six. Okay, that's this? why I haven't heard of it. Yeah, yeah, older film. Uh, just a trope here. Let me ask you two gentlemen. Okay, y'all are fused together. Who is the host and who is the parasitic twin? Oh, I'm definitely the host. I'm the dominant. <laughs> you really so you think say so? Gordon's the one? Mm-hmm. Growing off Seth's back? Right. I feel like we need to have we need to have our, our listeners write in on this one. I don't know. I could see that. Um let's say me and Seth enter into a homosexual relationship, Gordon. Okay. And you are, would you have rights at that point? Would there be, could there be a court battle today? Because I, I mean, if like y'all were the parasitic you, twin, yeah, you'd have the feeling. I mean, would you, would you have human rights? I mean, let, I don't know. You, you, your nerve endings, you would be able to feel me penetrating right. your butt because you, you and Seth would have the same butt. Technically, it would be my front. You'd be penetrating my front. Right. Is and would that be an invasion of your right? Would that be statutory? I don't know. I guess if you asked for permission, you know, obviously I'd say yes, but so you would consent. I would consent. So you'd consent to it. You wouldn't have a problem with it. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'd be all right with that. As long as you were consulted first. Yeah. I think just permission's enough. Let's say, I mean, there's this big trend going on right now of dudes uh, sunbathing with their nude with their butt cheeks spread because apparently like like vitamin D is a lot better to get into your body through like your butthole. 
Tom, bro, what's your like Google search history <laughs> look like? This seems to be a motif going on right now. It's dudes it, buttholes. Better going through your butthole apparently. So alcohol. I, people are putting um, dip pouches into. This the is butthole. what I was thinking of instead of watching this movie. You honestly, your time was spent well, way more productively <laughs> in that way than watching I'm, this film. But did, way, did have we even mention what the name of this film is? No, <laughs> we haven't even mentioned it. You know, we haven't. The movie was malignant, folks. It's been everywhere. You've seen it. It's hot. It's right now. It's free on HBO Max all the way up until October 10th. You mm-hmm. see it before then if you want to. Mm-hmm. And then let's get back to the butthole bleaching thing. Let, yeah, let's get back to that. Y'all are out on the patio. Do you do you have a say, Seth? I don't want to do this. It's embarrassing. Neighbors are watching. Right. How would you feel about that? Or, you know, it's vitamin C. You're getting it into your system. Screw your neighbors. Honestly, Gordon, give me an honest answer. Do you protest? If I'm his neighbor? No, if you're the parasitic organism on him, mm-hmm. but this is his decision. He wants to do this. He's heard about it in all the magazines. Yeah, so so if I mass up, you're you're facing up, right? Spread, right. right. The, sun, the sun's in your eyes. Right, definitely. Your little, your little baby arms are flailing around. Right. Yeah, you probably get sunburn real bad. He doesn't. How's he gonna put sunscreen on you? You know, he, arms don't work like that. He's not gonna be able to reach back there. Yeah, and dap your nose. Right, and your little uh, vestigial arms. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'd be okay with that. I mean, just me. Personally, <laughs> I'm, I'm already pretty white. So, so you were gonna you draw the line at getting a slight sunburn, but right. Tom. I can sodomize you. Right. That's Tom fine. coming in is, is no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm all right with that. Let's talk about this movie. All right. Uh, malignant. James Wan. Okay, you go out. You make a shit ton of money for the studio with Aquaman. They say, here's a blank check. Do whatever you want. You make this movie, Gordon. On some level, I know you hated this movie, Gordon, but on some level, can you respect that? No. See, this is the thing, folks. You know, you... you, I can never tell with this guy. But you can see, Gordon, this is a movie he really wanted to do. You look at the... You look at the structure of it. You look at... It's so much like one of those old... uh, like Italian horror films, all the bright lighting, you know, the, the room is lit up red. You, you got the big ominous Victorian hospital on the edge of the ravine over the, you know, which all looks great. I like, I like that part of it. You know, he's, it's a big homage. He watched these movies growing up. He was one of those films. Oh, have you seen Suspiria? Have you seen all these other deep red? Are you a fan of, of, of this director and that director, you know, he, you can tell he's a film fan and this is definitely one of his passion projects. If this was just a, if he, if he got this script and he was just like, yeah, I guess I'll do it for the money. I would be very surprised. This seems like something he's always wanted to do and something he finally got the opportunity to do. So you're saying this is his, his opus, his, his childhood dream. I wouldn't even say that this is his, I don't, I don't care what anyone else wants to see. These are the movies I want to see. These are the movies I like, and this is the movie I want to make. And I'm at a a point in my career where I've done enough and made enough where I can do whatever I want. I don't care if the critics hate it 
or if the audience hates it, I like these movies. I'm going to make this. Then that tells me that James Wan has terrible taste in movies. I don't agree, Gordon. Well, you know, here, let's start it, with this, Tom. No, let me let me start with this. All right. I'm going to go through because I took note of all of the worst slash best movie lines in the film. And they're the worst slash best because they're so bad that they're hilariously good. Right. So these are some direct quotes from the film. You've been a bad, bad boy, Gabriel. <laughs> all right. All right. Let me move on to. My dumplings been giving me a hard time. She's talking about her baby when she right, right. That's a weird fucking way to describe your baby. It's odd. It's odd. There's a lot of odd dialogue in this film, no doubt. She says to her um, significant other, "I just need to get some rest," and he responds with, "Maybe you just need to stop getting pregnant." Yeah, that was very. That whole scene was very (laughs) weird. And then uh, very the, unnatural dialogue after they uh, they find the base to the murder weapon. The detective says we need to find our other half and the other the forensics girl that's clearly in love with him responds with these doughy eyes. Don't we all as he walks out of the room and then the other detective looks at her like she's an idiot. You know, it's strange to me, Gordon, it's strange to me that you of all people. And how you like these super niche things, you know, because this is. I mean, again, all this is I I don't think it's because James Wan's a bad director. He understands exactly what this is. And this is very on purpose, Gordon. That's how all these old films are. The dialogue was so weird translating from Italian to English. And he's just trying to make an homage to that. He you're not in the joke, Gordon. You don't understand. You're on the outside. Over your head, bro. Well, James Wan, and as a right, hipster, we're talking feel, about the script, right? We're talking about the script, right? You're saying that's not on James Wan. He's direct. Well, I'm, say, I'm saying it's on purpose. I'm saying he did it because he wrote as it a, as well. It, it, it's a choice, Gordon. It's a choice. It's an art style. You know, that's what it is. It's not like he's he's purposely like bad movie. Like, for instance, George Lucas, how he had. You know, uh, uh. Uh, what's his name? Hayden Christensen, read those lines and how it was written was terrible because he's a bad director. But in this, it's, it's about the style. It's about the choice. The it's 70s, the, the 70s, weird 70s and 80s, 90s, weird horror genre is what this is based off of. And he because you've seen it. It's not like they all talk like this in Aquaman, is it? OK, well, do they talk like this in The Shining? No, th- th- but no. this isn't this is this ain't based off the of shine. This is based like off movies of like Suspiria, like Deep Red. You've never seen these. You don't understand. You're not in this world. We're you're talking on the outside. About the same genre here. Psychological horror. You're talking about movies. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about Italian 70s and 80s psychological horror is different. You're just assuming, though. You're assuming that that's what he's no, no, basing this. No, movie no, no, no. Off. I know. I know this. How do you know this? Okay, because I'm very familiar with all these themes and all Did these. He ever at any point come out and say that those films were his direct? He doesn't uh, have to. He doesn't have to. I know it. I know it by watching it. them because I'm so familiar with all these genres. No, there's no way. 
You know, it's it, now if he was basing it off Kubrick or something, yeah, that'd be, and you could see that. You'd be able to see that very easily, but he's not. He's basing it off uh, Dario Argento, all these Italian guys. And it, and it comes across in the film. You're just not in on the joke, and you're a hipster, and I think that upsets you. No, I don't think there's I th- a joke. I think if you were in, more into weird old horror, you'd be like, this film is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Beyond uh, James Wan clearly understands uh, psychological horror in the vein of 70s and 80s, because uh, a lot of people are like that right now, especially well, a lot of hipsters. The first thing and you're just I not mean, in on. The first thing that I want from a <laughs> film, Tom, is good writing. I want good writing. All right. Now, here, all right. I'll give credit where credit's due. The way the film was shot, there were some really cool camera shots in this film. It looks really pretty, doesn't it? It does look really it's good. beautiful. He had some really cool scenes, and I took note of a couple of them that were really, really well done that I liked a lot. Um, let me see. Cool shots in the film. So they did the overhead shot when she's running through the house. Um, that was a really cool shot. You know, it was pretty tough to to do something like that. And it's preposterous. It's preposterous. And that's again, that's a style choice. He does a shot through a peephole that was really impressive to do. Um, he did a really cool jump cut of her locking the doors and closing the curtains when she sees the figure outside. Um, that was a pretty cool shot. And then uh, the scene in the uh, the police station where they're having the big shootout towards the end uh, was really well shot as well. Um, it's, it, it's all style over substance, Gordon. That's the whole thing about it. Yeah. And that's what you got to understand. That's my problem with it is it's style over substance. There's no substance there. But that's what he was going. If he was making a movie about substance, it would, it, would, it wouldn't be this. So you're saying he intentionally, a particular audience. He's intentionally trying to be the Michael Bay of horror films. No, he's, he's intentionally trying to pay homage to limitations they had in the 70s. You understand? Oh, no, you don't get it, man. No, that's dumb. You just don't get that's it. He's, pay, he's paying homage. That's okay? dumb. That's why... Because it's funny, and in a lot of the, and it's also known in a lot of these old horror films, you know, because they, they didn't really pay attention to a lot of stuff back then. You can tell, you see how tiny that little house is, you know, when they do exterior shots, mm-hmm. and then when you get into the house of the building, it's like freaking twelve thousand square foot manor, but on the outside, it's this tiny little skinny Victorian home with like maybe like eight foot ceilings and you get on the inside and it's like 40 foot ceiling with gigantic rooms. Yeah. It's, it, it's style Gordon. And, he, and he knows what he's doing. And by the way, this house is located in just an impossibly foggy area. Yes. Yes. What area a, has this much fucking fog all the time. It, that's again, that's a whole movie. Foggy the whole movie is, is just, just fog. It's just weird. It's supposed to off-put the audience. It's supposed to confuse your mind, either uh, you know uh, how you notice it, or or unintentionally, or you you just don't see it. What did you think of the acting in the film? I mean, they probably did exactly what they were asked. I don't think any of these people Poorly, are bad yes. actors. They're and the expository they're not the, good the, actors. The over-the-top expository dialogue, you know, when they're running out of the hallway. Instead of the guy going and, and acting natural and calling the police, he's like, he's, he's already out there. He's been killing everybody, like five people. He, he gives you all, all this information is just spewed. And again, that's something they did in those old Italian horror films. And that's what this is. Tom, it's just would you, homage to that. 
What did you think about the uh, detective easy on the eyes guy? Always fluttering his eyes at every female in the movie. Yeah. Constantly throwing out sexual energy and everything. He's that archetype. Again, Gordon, another homage. No, that's not an homage. That's bad acting. I mean, I don't know if the guy's a great actor, but I know that's what he was asked to do. Like, there's that's what the script called for. There's a scene in the film where, towards the uh, early part of the film, where she's in the hospital after the uh, the original attack, and the detective comes in and starts talking to the sister, and the the girl is like on the bed, just like with her eyes open. She's listening to everything they're saying, and they're right. talking about her like she's not actually there. Right. Well, she's she's been like in a comatose state for a couple of days. She had an outburst, and now she's just not talking to anybody. That was set up. And then we cut right to her just like going home. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine." Like this might have been time later. She had to take some time to decompress. Mm. She didn't want to talk to authorities. She didn't want to talk to doctors, and she didn't want to talk to her sister. She had to process. Here's another. Here's another part I have um, that was just really good example of bad writing and bad timing with the writing just randomly in one of the scenes. I think it's the scene when she's in the car, when she's dropping her off after she comes from the hospital or something like that. No, mm-hmm. maybe it was when she was in the house. Um, she just looks at her sister in the middle of this conversation. She's like, I'm adopted. Right. Like you're not a real sister. Right. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Right. It's it had just, no context to anything they were talking about in this film. It's weird. It's out of place. That's just how these movies are, Gordon. No, it's maybe not how just, they are. Maybe, no. <laughs> maybe you just don't get it. Okay. I'm going to give you five movies. You're right about that. I don't get I'm it. I'm going to give you five movies to go and watch. You watch them and you'll, say, and you'll see all of these beats. Because it's in all of them. Again, Phenomenon, Suspiria, Deep Red pieces all of these old horror movies this is what this is james wan is a film fan and those are the movies he grew up watching and he's just paying homage to them with the weird dialogue everything's off-putting nothing makes sense okay exteriors the 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 wooden acting these are all style choices let's break it down then so those films that you just uh you just gave me as as a recommendation these older films these italian horror films that he Beard. is paying homage to right those he grew up watching were those films written directed and acted very well no so he's basing his homage off of shitty movies which means that he's just making a shitty movie i mean they were for a different audience and for that audience they were really Stupid great people. And really yeah, weird people they're made for dum-dums italians yes. so you're racist so you're yeah. racist now so you're racist Dumb-dumb italians okay. yes on a record on record, have you ever talked to Italian people? They're pretty fucking stupid. They're retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that I'm part Italian. You are too, right, Gordon? I do have some Italian in me, yeah. Okay, so there we go. So we're fine. No, but yeah, it's just this movie. Yeah, it's just again. He's. I know he's a pretty competent director. I've seen his other films, and they're pretty good. He is and a competent he- director, but. I don't I don't I can't think of one of his horror films that really sticks out to me that I'm like, man, that's that's a really good film. Seth, what's your favorite horror movie of the last 10 years? Um, probably Insidious, which or, or, was directed by who, Gordon? 
That was directed by James Wan. So, yeah. So a lot of people love his films. Mm-hmm. Seth, did you even know that? Did you even know he directed that? Same guy. I could see it, but no, I didn't know it. Yeah, yeah. I and, didn't and, think and, it was that and good And it's the... the the dialogue and the acting wooden and off-putting in those movies. No, because that's not what the script called for. That, those weren't homages to the old horror film. He was doing his own thing. My point is you can't really judge. I mean, I mean, you're coming at it from the wrong angle, Gordon, because you're not in on the joke. You've been had, Hunter. I would say he Why feels... Why is this film a joke, though? Why does it have to be a joke? Because that's what... When you watch some of these old films, that's what's fun about watching them is because they're so weird. You watch them with a group of people. You laugh at the campy and the corniness. Again, that's what he grew up doing. And he wanted I don't to think, pay homage to that. I don't think that was intentional in this film. I do. I, I think it was. See, that's where we're at. And I'll I'm sure research. if we interviewed him... I'll do some research and we'll look into it. We may need to. We Seth, may need to. You've been very quiet. What did you think about this film? Yeah, from an outsider. Yeah. <laughs> it better be the right answer. After after all this, I don't know which side to take. Well, what is your honest opinion? What did you think about it? Because you 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 watched it before either of us. I did, I did. You know, I liked it. Uh, I don't know. I didn't exactly see the ending coming. Once her bones started, you know, snapping, and then I don't know. Okay. Did you guys like? Did you know that? Did you did you guess the plot early on? No, the that would be, uh, in these kind of movies, that's almost impossible. The dum dums that reviewed this film um, said that there was a twist in it. So, like, I knew there was a twist coming, but you didn't see. The twist I didn't coming. know. No, I didn't think it was going to be that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you gave him too much credit. Like her skull, her skull just opens up, and there's just this little fucking yeah critter critter in there, just like controlling her. Yeah. They keep him tucked away. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I don't know. Seth, as a casual fan of movies in general, as a casual, uh, casual audience member, right? I mean, did you w- would you have felt all right with the admission to the theater to see this movie? Or would say that was a rip. That was stupid. Why did I pay the money to see this? Or were you like, oh, it was kind of fun? Yeah, I think it was fun. I think it was. I think it was a little gimmicky. Like you come away with something to talk about. You know, like oh, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I don't think it made a ton of sense, but I don't think it was supposed to. It wasn't. Um, That's the don't, point. Don't get me wrong. I had a lot of fun watching this film. It was absolutely hilarious, and I laughed my ass off through most of this movie. Um, but I don't think that that was the director's intention was for us to be laughing at this horror film. I think you might be surprised. You watch some interviews. And I feel like you'll start to understand where he's coming I, from. I think that there are horror films out there that are designed to be campy and designed to get to draw that reaction um, or that response from an audience. And I don't think this is one of those films. So you think, think James Wan flat out was like, this is going to really scare people. People are going to be off put by this movie. And this is going to be known as one of the scariest films. No, I don't think he intended for it to be scary because it's not scary um, at all, really. Um, I I think that he wanted to make a psychological horror film, kind of like his other ones. Um, and I don't think it I don't think it landed. You think he crashed and burned? I think I think the writing is terrible in this film. Um, I think the acting is really really bad in this film the only thing that this film has going for it is the cinematography the way it was shot 
and the unintentional humor. See, I agree with all that. I agree with everything you said. It's just. Why are you defending this movie, Tom? It's just I feel it was more where we differ is that if it was on purpose or not. It was an artistic choice. It was a. Yeah. And I think it it, by it's like not even. Of course it was. Of course it was. Don't it be a had fool. To be Hunter. Come on now. Okay, he's done the Conjuring. He did Insidious. We've seen. It's not like he he forgot how to direct all of a sudden. It's the, it's so the, there's. <laughs> I just googled it really quick. I, I Google. I started putting in my Google search was malignant supposed, and then I stopped there. And the first thing that came up was was malignant supposed to be funny. Right. Exactly. You would imagine. That's how all these older films were. That's one of the reasons I love watching them. It's something you can watch with a group, you know, and just uh, make fun of and be off put a little bit. Like, oh, that's nasty. Ugh. Right, right. That's what I said. Yeah, and 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 that's what these films are designed to do. And this is an homage to that. But uh, and again, you got all these weird like settings. Again, another homage, like the police station, like how fucking massive it was. It was massive and it was weird. None of the space made right because in a lot of these older movies, that's how you'd have to design the set so you could get these giant cameras in there. There's no reason to do it today. You, you mm-hmm. can make it all CGI if you wanted to. That's why they did it like that back then. And that's why he's mimicking. The art style of that, like, you know, like say somebody builds an old building, they make it art deco. This is this is the film version of that. You see what I'm saying? I just I think you're giving this film a lot more credit than it deserves. I I mean, I I particularly don't like watching these kind of films. As you all both know, I didn't finish it. I know. How far did you make it, Tom? How far did we make it in? uh, Probably about uh, 45 minutes. And it's an hour and a half movie, right? So almost halfway. It's almost two hours. Was it? Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't make it through halfway, but I understood what it was, and you know, I I might watch. I, it'd be something good to put on, you know, because it looks really cool. You know, it's got a really great look to it. Yeah, I'll say I'll I'll give you I'll I'll give you a compromise on this. I think that the final part of the movie, um, starting with when the twist is revealed. I think that that part was intentionally meant to be over the top and all of that stuff was meant to be ludicrous to a certain degree. Yeah, for sure. But up until that point, I mean, he's running around the hospital mutilating people like, like he's like Neo. From the I movie. wrote that down. He literally dresses like fucking Neo <laughs> from the Neo. Matrix. He's Neo uh, brain slug monster man. Like that's the only way that he can do this <laughs> thing is he has to get into black leather. Yes. And Oh my god, dude! I can't even. And the style of making like everything he says like come through like a staticky, t- which I don't think is is. Are there even TVs around that that do that now? Like have static on them to where no, or, like those old like he's got like a radio from the forties is in everybody's an house. He's an AM yeah. radio. Yeah, people style from like, that day. Style yeah, from the seventies. Still have like portable it's radios crazy. laying around everywhere and stuff. Exactly. Like exactly. Yes. What are we What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's again style choices. He's got enough money; he can do that now. Had he said, "I want to make malignant," in two thousand and eight, he would have got laughed out of every room because everyone, 
looking at this movie, it's stupid. And he understands that. He knows that. But that's what he wanted to make. And let the guy make it. Now he's got That movie would have made more sense back in 2008. No, it wouldn't have. Early 2000s when a lot of really weird, goofy movies were coming out. He was making money then. He didn't have... He didn't have the uh, power to make a movie. He had to make some that the studio could sink their teeth into that they understood and they knew audiences were going to pay for. Conjuring, Insidious. That's what he's making then. Now he can do whatever he wants because he's got the clout and nobody's going to tell him shit. Just like James Cameron can take fucking 11 years to make a sequel to a movie that wasn't even that great. Avatar. So talking about Pocahontas? Basically. But, uh, I mean, what else do we want to talk about in this movie? What, what else jumped out to you? Hunter, I got a question for you. Okay. So, when, when at the end, after the twist, right, and, and Gabriel, like, takes back over, her bones snap to pieces. They're, you know, her body, like... Clearly bro- broken. Bends yeah. the way it's not supposed to. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, when she retakes control... The body's fine. Right, her... The bones are they're fine, and then she develops like Herculean strength. I just want to know, like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> if anything, you should be weakened by the fact that there's this parasitic, like, symbiotic creature living inside. Yeah, Lord Voldemort is. Yeah, in Lord Voldemort, exactly. Nice. But how much how much creepier would uh, Harry Potter have been if you know he has little deformed baby arms sticking out uh, of the back of his head tugging on the turban that would have been uh, just terrorizing as an eight-year-old mm-hmm. yeah yeah 2001 that would have been pretty scary for us did you guys notice that the um the uncanny resemblance for the the score in this film like it was very clearly like a ripoff of the pixies song i could see that you know uh, what i'm talking I, about I, I had no idea I don't know the song. It had that little thing in there, like that little ditty. He's probably um, a big fan. He's probably a big fan. He wanted that. Again, whatever he wanted, studio, blank check. Bottom yeah. line. The only other thing that I wrote down for this was um, after the first murder, there's a second murder um, that takes place, which is the guy on his bed. Right. Um, I didn't make it at that point. Uh, the detective immediately, as soon as he sees it, he's like, yeah, that's our same murderer. He makes a connection that makes absolutely zero yeah. sense. That happens a lot. At any <laughs> point, he just immediately is like, yep, brutal murderer. That's the same guy, even though they weren't killed in the same way at all. What, what about when the sister is like, oh, uh, I think... Uh, Gabriel is the reason for all your miscarriages. She just puts that together. Yeah. Yeah. This happens all Gabriel's over. That's how these movies are. The life out of your, your fetuses. Weird expository dialogue that came from nowhere. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. There's no way they would know any of this. It happens all the time in these movies. People are putting puzzle pieces together that don't even belong in the same puzzle. Right. Exactly. You got two different puzzles just mixed together and you're trying to piece it together. That's what they're trying to do. This movie should not work at all for a broader audience. Again, it's one guy's uh, love letter to his generation of movies he loves that went out of style a hundred fucking years ago. But how old I do you know, think James Wan is? With its 
Oh, not that old, but you understand. Movies he watched when he grew up as a kid that have, have have no place in the movie world today. They really didn't have a place back then. They were for obscure, weird, nerdy film fans. That's like, oh, have you seen this uh, Italian import? And he's like, no, motherfucker, we're going to see, uh, uh, you know, Jason uh, takes Manhattan tonight. What are you talking about? This is weird and stupid. Yeah, you're an idiot for liking this. So right. it was weird then, right? And now he's bringing it to this generation, which is even further removed, right? You know what I'm saying. I mean, I can relate to that because I'm I'm the guy that's bringing all these weird fucking movies to you guys all the time. Right. That's why I thought it was kind of weird that you hated this movie the way you did it does <laughs> not it did not connect with me at all uh maybe maybe if i rewatch it again in like 10 years maybe that'll change i don't know i think what, it i think it's, if, weird that it's connecting how it does again, what, if, what, if, what if we all watched it together though for the first time you don't even like it better this is a movie you, you should watch with friends and again, poke good. fun at and say, why is this happening? Who is it? This is stuff. This is dumb. And make fun good. of it. Yeah. Talk about it. That's what that. these films are meant for. There's a lot of good moments for like commentary there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree I with that. that. Yeah. I think this this movie was made for watching with other people. So yeah, a group commentate on it. Yeah. And I think it would be fun in that sense. And maybe why it's done as well as it has, because I like I said, on the outside, if I was a studio, there's. If my money was behind this, I'd say you're out of your fucking mind. Okay, I am not giving you a cent towards making this film. Are you a fool? But it it, it, it it's done well, you know? You can't... I mean, done better than I thought it would. You know what I mean? I mean, it's directed by a professional director. It's not, like, poorly made. It's just poorly executed. Or, again, if you're in this circle perfectly executed down to the last detail well let me ask you this this is this is just kind of an opinion thing james wan has worked with a lot of big names right um, he had like he's a titan. Said, they'll give him whatever he wants he's to a make veteran that he wants why is there not a single person in this film a single actor that is even remotely recognizable to save on the budget and that's what it's about really yeah, this where all the money goes made for forty million bucks. Which where all the money go? James all the they, they didn't spend, they didn't spend a lot. You know, for for a triple A movie, he he wanted to save a lot of money because if it did blow up, which it was a high chance. I mean, we're talking risk reward here is is insane. If it did bomb, he wouldn't have been hurt as bad as you know, too bad. You know what I mean? That's yep. what it's about. I mean, I think the way that it was handled afterwards was perfect because it, it feels like a direct to TV release type of yeah. film. Yeah. It does not feel and also, like a movie you go see in a theater. Yeah. The script doesn't call for great acting. The script calls for wooden, weird, off-putting acting. So you don't want to get, you don't really need a super talented actor to pull off these roles. You just don't need it. Like again, Hayden Christensen playing Darth Vader. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. But that wasn't by design. <laughs> yeah. This, I feel, was. I guess only James Wan will know. Yep. I did want to ask you a question, Seth. Not me. All right, go ahead. Okay. Better team in the grand scheme of things. Jordan and Pippen or 
Brady and Gronk. Um, let's go Jordan and Pippen. Is it is it close? I had to think about it. What? Why? Why, why are we going here? What are we doing? I was just asking. You know, uh, instead of watching this film, a lot of what I watched was the uh, Jordan uh, documentary. Oh, um, yeah, the Last uh, Dance. The Last Dance, and you know that's a good one. Even if you're not a sports guy. Yeah, I'm not a sports guy at all. I hate sports of any kind. I don't know anything about the basics, but anybody can relate to greatness, and that's what it's all about. It's about you being be a psycho to be great. <laughs> <laughs> about doing anything, being the absolute best and putting everything in. And that's something any audience member can relate to. Even somebody as out of touch with the sports world as me. And also, you know, it's nostalgic for us because it was that, that Space Jam time, you know, everybody loved that movie. And just the Bulls back then were transcended their genre, kind of like. Stone Cold Steve Austin was more than a wrestler of the rock, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They were they were pop culture. They were <laughs> they were it. Yeah. Anything else we want to say about this movie before we move on? Hunter. No, it was garbage. <laughs> one uh one to ten. What was it, Gordon? I'll give it a four. Oh, come on. I give it a six. And I didn't see it all. A four? Dude, that's, well, here's the, that's the thing. Is that's just Tom didn't even watch the full movie, and he's defending the shit out of it. I understand it. That's why. I can understand it and, and respect it on a certain level. You can't understand I it think, unless you've actually watched it. I think you're missing the whole point about it. Seth, how do you feel? What, score-wise? Yeah, one, out of ten. Uh, seven, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. See it. But I, I, I didn't come into it with a critical eye like Hunter. He he's so overcritical on everything. Yeah, and not to mention it's free. You know, if free. You I mean, mean, you're paying for a showcase or a uh, HBO. It's free movie. on HBO if you got it already. You not know, free. It's, it's a premium paying. subscription, yeah. Tom. Well, you don't have to pay extra. You know, it's it's going to be there. You're going to have that. If you have HBO, you're going to have it or not. This ain't going to make or break it. Don't get HBO just because of this movie. But if you already got it, you know it's on there. Maybe good to watch, especially during this Halloween season. Put it on the background. Invite some friends over. Talk about it. Talk about how stupid some of the parts are. How they don't make sense. At the beginning, how of the fun podcast, it was. At the beginning of the podcast, we named about ten or fifteen movies that are exponentially better than this film. So go watch those oh, yeah. first. Well, then, no one's arguing that. Then maybe but, watch this movie. But this is current, and you know this is in the zeitgeist. People are talking about it. It's a water cooler type thing. Maybe see it for that. I think it'll be forgotten pretty quickly. Maybe. Maybe. Again, I'll say also it doesn't have a lot of competition these days. You're, you're right Not on much that. You're right. Yeah. Um, but uh, next we have the mailbag. Are you ready to open up the mailbag? Let's do it. Dig in there, Tom. Pick us a good one. Mail. I'm reaching in. I'm reaching in. I'm reaching all the way. I'm reaching yeah. all the way oh. to the bottom. The bag is, the bag is completely empty. Oh, shit. Nobody cared. <laughs> no comments, no questions, no concerns. I really wanted to hear if people had thought you had actually seen Friday the 13th Part 8. I really wanted some good insight on that. I know. But, uh, you know, uh, maybe next time. 
again, folks, reach us at screenkickspot at gmail.com. Uh, questions, comments, concerns. Uh, if you're on Apple, give us that five-star review. That really helps. Does it, though? It, 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 it helps the algorithm. Be, but, you know, I heard, I heard that's supposed to be changing. I heard they're supposed to be starting it where it's usually you get a lot of uh, hype on your algorithm on subscribers. But now they're changing it to where you at least got to have somebody's got to click on the pod and listen to it before it'll do anything. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people have a lot of subscriptions in their library. Right. They, I know haven't, I they haven't listened to those pods in years. So this is really good. As far as advertising goes, this might change the whole game. Well, I mean, you have to actually like dig and look for our podcast. <laughs> like you have to know what you're looking for to find yeah, our you podcast. You got to type it in. Got to type it in we're exactly. Pretty much. We're it twice a week. Yeah, yeah. If it was hard for us now, it's going to be harder. Is my point. I mean, I'm really counting on this to pay <laughs> off. Like, I quit my job, so yeah. Gordon, come I'm on, folks. Just once you a know, week. May- maybe if you know a, a sponsor or something, you could you could you could put our name out there, or or you, you, maybe at least like 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 mention us to them. Maybe subscribe to our Patreon. We yeah. need to set up a Patreon. Our OnlyFans. Yeah, we've got an OnlyFans. Yeah, for five dollars here, you get the podcast. You get a picture of Gordon's butthole. Yep, me suntanning, uh, getting some vitamin right, after C. The suntanning. And then for, you know we'll go up here. D, I think. Yeah, tier, he'll he'll tell you about his vitamin D treatments. Mm-hmm. We'll go up tier upon tier to get that five hundred dollar boy picture of me full frontal. I'll yep. put it out there. That's I our stretch goal. I don't care anymore. A stretch goal. We get we get five hundred subscribers. You get full frontal of Tom. Yeah, wearing I mean, Batman cowl. You know the, the the women on the OnlyFans. That's what they do all day. So why can't we do that? There's got to be an audience for it. There's some sick people. Yeah, we, out just, we just gotta find it. The right sicko. Yeah, they'll pay for that. There's there's a, then, there's probably a couple weird sick women out there, and some, I don't care if they're women. Some yeah, I, I wouldn't assume most women sexuals that were probably really into us. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm at least you know. Interesting to look at, I guess. Yeah, Gordon, you're there. I mean, you're like a, a homosexual icon, in my opinion. Yeah, kind of. Hey, yeah, you're, you're like a six. My wife thinks that I might be gay. Yeah, he's like a very twinkish, and I can't really cuckish. I can't bring myself to tell her that I'm not. Gordon's a twink, and I'm. It's it, it's best to let her just wonder. You know, <laughs> it's best to let her have a little thought in the back of her head. Yeah, for the next seventy years, she's going to be wondering. Yeah. My husband gay. Just throw some stuff out there every now and then, just to keep it interesting. No, oh, I do. Yeah. yeah. She walks in and she sees that you're w- looking at maybe a catalog or something. Yeah. Just a men's. Oh, I was just reading the article. The men's yeah. health magazines. Yeah. Ah. Men's health magazines everywhere, man. GQ. And on this one, I could have swore the crotch was uh, cut out, but <laughs> maybe he says he just dropped the scissors. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. But anyways, gentlemen, I guess let's move on to the game this week. You got a game? To the game this week. And, Gordon, this is where I want you to put in the theme to The Shining as we move in to what I like to call Escape from the Overlook Hotel. Uh, What we're going to do is you gentlemen are going to start in the Overlook Hotel. What room? 
Room like, 237. We both start there? Y'all both start in room 237. That's where we're starting. You're both going to move through answering trivia questions about psychological horror. God. And if you're the last one out, you will be murdered by Jack Torrance. Mm. And what that means is you much you must watch a creature feature in preparation for next week's show, which I will, you know, I'll pick, I'll pick what it is. And again, move from room to room by answering trivia questions from psychological horror films. We start in room two thirty-seven. Do y'all understand what we're doing? Is this literally the, the horror game from the Jack in the box series? No, Uh, don't ask questions. It's not near as clever as this. I assure you that. No. <laughs> Are you trying to get Tom sued? It actually is. That's more of like a, a trivia murder game, but it's not as fun. This one, send, this, this is get. We're starting in room two thirty seven. Send all litigation. Okay, to, yeah, uh, to yeah. Nashville. Cool. Maybe uh, Seth looks over. He sees a uh, woman in the bathroom, nude. Hmm. She maybe he approaches. Maybe she turns into a mold monster. Hmm. Maybe not though. I, I, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Right, but are y'all ready for? Oh, Tom, hold on, time out really quick before we get into it. Okay, I was speaking to Shelby's mom the other day about um, horror films. Okay, she claimed that the Shining remake that they did, the TV remake, the TV remake, is it a, is it a television remake or is it a, yeah. is it a movie? Yeah, it was made for. TV. The, I think the, the, I think it's like, right? it's like a four episode miniseries. She claimed it was exponentially better than The Shining, the movie. Well, so it, does it, Stanley Kubrick, or not Stanley Kubrick, no. uh, uh, Stephen King. Right. It's much closer to the books because it's book, has but it's much worse <laughs> elements in it. Yeah, and, and and people like that one more. Stanley Kubrick like basically took a skeleton of what Stephen King wrote and made the movie, and that's one of the reasons Stephen King hates that movie. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's one of the greatest horror movies of all time. So you tell me who you think was right. Well, yeah, I read the book. I prefer the you can movie. take the horror part out of that. It's one of the greatest movies of all time, period. Easily. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. So I was just curious what your thoughts were on that, because yeah, I, I, I watched it once when I was young. I remember they actually everybody's like, well, they actually got the maze creatures in there. Yeah, which like I thought was one of the stupidest deal. parts of the book. <laughs> And it's in nineties nineties bad CGI. You know, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I can't really make a definitive uh, remark if it's yeah. better. And I know it's not better, but uh, no may, maybe if you're looking more for what Stephen King's original ideal was, watch that one. Right. But if the book is very good, more, but it has really stupid things in it, like the maze creatures. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're looking for more of the greatest film of all time, watch. If you're looking for Stephen King's vision, watch the T the limited series. So that's where we're at on that. Sorry. Go ahead. Let's do the game. So you are both trapped in room 237. And to escape, you are gonna have to answer this question right. Wait, wait, now how we do is this first to buzz in? Is this what, what it's is gonna this? be? Uh, I'm gonna give you four options like A, B, C, D, one, two, three, whatever you want to do, and you are gonna reveal what you picked. And I'm gonna tell you if you're right or not. Are you ready? How many questions is it again? It's uh, it's a bunch. Don't worry about that. 
Okay. Yeah, don't worry about it, Hunter. It's just uh, if A, B, C, or D, or one, two, three, or whatever the answer is, it doesn't matter. Okay? okay. Go. Okay. The first one is from a movie. You all know Silence of the Lambs. The question is, what false name does Dr. Lecter give to the senator in the hunt for Buffalo Bill? Does he give the name James Underhill? That's one. Lewis Friend, two. Walter Reed, three. Or four, Peter Marlowe. What name does Lecter tell the senator? Can you repeat one more time, Tom, please? James Underhill. Does he say Buffalo Bill is Lewis Friend? Walter Reed? Or Peter Marlowe? What is... what what? name does Lecter give the senator in the movie? Hmm. It's one of two of those options. I got my answer. Huh? You got yours or not? Give me the first two uh, names again. James Underhill or Lewis Friend? Okay. Da-da-da. What are we thinking? Y'all got it? Yeah. I got it. All right, let's hear it. What's Hunter got? Well, you were so sure of yourself. Yeah. I put one. What'd you put, Seth? What'd you oh, put, I wrote, Seth? I wrote Lewis, Lewis Friend. I didn't write the number. And Seth advances. Lewis mm. Friend. Now, why did Lecter give her fucked, that name? Hunter. It was one of those two. I knew it was. Lewis Friend is a... Well, it's, it's actually pretty clever. He's going by the periodic table. L and FR... Is 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 uh, iron uh, sulfide, which is fool's gold. He was giving the wrong answer. Lecter likes to do that kind of stuff. But well done, Seth. You advance, Gordon. You're still t- stuck in room two thirty seven. So am I in room two thirty six now, or how's this? No. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> in the hallway. No, no, Seth. You move on to the arcade room. Oh, I make a pit stop at the arcade. All right. No, All right. You, you walk into the arcade room. And there's two girls standing behind you asking you if you want to play. Come and play with us. Come and play with us, Danny. Forever. And ever. And ever. And I'm just like fumbling around. I can't open this doorknob. And like, I'm just... Yeah, Gordon's still stuck in the room too. Right. They asked me if you want to play, Seth. (laughs) Right. And and what they want to play is they want to give you a bonus question, Seth. Okay. And if you answer this bonus question correct, you'll receive a mulligan, which means in future questions, if I ask you a question, you say A, and it turns out it's wrong, you can do it again to get it right if Gordon also gets it wrong. You see what I'm saying? You get a okay, mulligan. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And if you get it wrong, you go back to room 237 with Gordon. Oh, what an idiot. If I get this wrong? Oh, he's getting and, it wrong. And all the the bonus questions are in relation to The Shining. Now, hold on. If I get this wrong, I'll go back. Right, right. You don't yeah. have to answer yeah. it. But you oh, okay. I got, I got you. I got you. No, you have to oh. say up front first if you want to answer it or not. Wait, the, I don't mul- hear the, the mulligans, the mulligans will come in handy. And again, all these questions will be these bonus questions will be in relation to the shine. Tom, I think I should be able to hear the question before nope. I decide if I want to answer it. Nope. 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 Tom. Don't be a nope. puss. Go for it. 
it's they're about the shining and they're, they're i mean it's the shining seth you've seen the movie a bunch of times have you i not? have look uh, you In know uh, words I'm only, money don't make money i'm only one spot away from hunter right it's not like i'll be blowing a big lead let's go for it tom let's do it and play with us seth that a boy play with us forever and ever oh he's not getting this right Except the bonus question seth yeah let's do it okay the bonus question what year was The Shining made? Ooh. Come play with us, Seth. 1980. 1980 is correct, Seth. You get the mulligan. Man. Okay, put that My in your back pocket. pocket. There it goes, yep. That one. Are y'all ready for question number two? Let's do it. Escape from the Overlook Hotel. So, am I still in the arcade with the little girls? You're in the arcade. Yes, Seth. Okay. Or in your still in room 237. Number two. It's about American Psycho. Okay. Which musical artist does Patrick Bateman play when he kills Jared Leto's character in the movie? It's either... Um, what what does he put on in the background as he's about to murder Jared Leto? Does he put on Phil Collins, Huey Lewis, David Bowie, or Boss Skaggs? One, two, three, or four. Shit. A long time since I've seen that film. <laughs> I remember the scene, but man, uh, the answer love that movie. Great psychological horror film. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, we didn't mention that one earlier. Chaz, if, if Chaz had agreed to join today, he would have gotten that one right for sure. He would have already known it. Repeat Go through the list song. one more time. Yeah, it was Phil Collins, Huey Lewis, David Bowie, Boss Skaggs. Well, I can kind of rule out two of them. And remember, Seth, if you do get this wrong, you got a mulligan. You're right. All right. Okay, Seth, don't look at the screen. Gordon, show me what you put. Let me see. Okay. Okay, put the phone down. Okay, Seth, what do you think? And again, Gordon, you are wrong. Seth is right with Huey Lewis and the news. Damn. Hip to be square. Damn. That's a song he puts in as he bashes Jared Lowe. Did he get one to axe or a baseball bat? I think it was a was it a bat? Axe, right? It was an axe. Was it, he got him with an axe, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You got the, I mean, you're killing this guy over here, Seth. Gordon, you're supposed well, to. I kind of knew it wasn't. I kind of knew it wasn't Phil Collins or David Bowie, so I kind of just guessed between Huey Lewis Look, and. Uh, I'm a slow starter. Well, Phil Collins, he does play studio in the film, so I thought that may trip you up, and it looks like it worked on Gordon because that's what he, he did. Put. Yep. He plays studio as he's banging those hookers in his hotel room, but when he's murdering Jared Leto, tip to be square, baby. So. With that, Gordon, you are still stuck in room 237 with that old moldy hag. Probably. I like it in here. It's comfortable. <laughs> She's probably Warm. good company. I've got water. She's nice to talk to. Her head game's on point. Yeah, she's gummy. <laughs> big time, big time. <laughs> Don't have any teeth to get in the way. Seth. Yes, sir. You move on. Where am I at now? Okay, so you're out of the arcade room. You're walking down the hall, and now you're in the kitchen. Okay. 
Okay. And you can answer another bonus question for another mulligan. I still got my old one, right? It's my yeah. back pocket. It's sitting there. Or if you answer it wrong, you'll be locked in the pantry with Jack Torrance and be skipped next turn. You won't be able to answer next turn. So if you answer it right, you get a mulligan. Wrong, you just don't get to answer next turn. Again, all the bonus questions are about The Shining. The Shining, huh? You know, I, I got a sizable lead. I got like a like a two-step lead on him. I got right. a little insurance policy in my back pocket. I, I'm going I'm to sit here. Okay, so you're not going to answer the bonus question. And that also means once, Gordon, you get to the kitchen, you'll be able to answer the bonus question. That doesn't take it. So gotcha. it's kind of first-come, first-served type basis here. Huzzah. So I guess we'll go on to the next question then. Yes. Okay, the next question is, I got all these notes. You have to go back and forth. The next question, American Psycho, Shutter Island. All right, this is my, this is my jam right here. This should, this should be a big one for you, Gordon. In the film, Leo is in charge of an investigation to find an escaped convict. What was the crime that had her institutionalized? Was it she decapitated her husband. She drowned her children. She stabbed a bartender. Or she burned down a senior citizen home. What was the crime that got her institutionalized? Gordon, you got it already, I assume. Uh, name them again just to make sure I had the right one. She Number one is she decapitated her husband. Two, drowned her children. Three, stabbed a bartender. Or four burned down a senior citizen home. Okay. What got her put away? Okay. You all ready to reveal? Yes. You want me to reveal first since. Right. Seth's got a mulligan. All right. Seth, don't look at the screen. No, oh, wait, wait, wait. Or Seth should show me his first. Would that make more sense? Yeah, sure. I wrote drowns her children. Gordon? Same thing. That's the correct answer. That is the correct answer. Seth, you did well. How'd you know that? I didn't. That was a shot in the dark. Never seen shot it. Shot in the dark and still got it. Well, at least we can say, Gordon, you move on to the, the arcade. arcade. And Seth, you move down the hall again. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, you were in the arcade, right? Right. No, 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 no. He was in the kitchen. Yeah. He's in the kitchen. All right. He's in the kitchen. Tom, right. where's he going? He's 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 confused. He's <laughs> he's making all kinds of turns. He doesn't know where he's Walking at. Around aimlessly in this hotel it doesn't make any sense. And then he finds his way into the ballroom. Okay. For a drink. Taking the scenic route out of here, huh? Okay. And you see the bartender, Seth. You remember him? If I may be so bold. Sir, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he asked you if you want a drink, Seth. Uh huh. Answer it right. Ooh. He's gonna give you two shots, and then each one of those shots is a mulligan, Seth. You get two. Ooh. Oh, okay. You answer it wrong, though. Get alcohol poisoning, pass out. You wake back up in room two thirty-seven. Oh, wow. I say go for it. It's, it's big risk, big 
reward. That's a big deal. That's that's a hell of a mulligan there. And again, all the questions refer to the shining. I'm gonna sit tight, Tom. You, you you're not doing it, Seth? No, I'm Boy, pushing man. back the shots. I'm ordering a drill. All right, all right. Seth's gonna pass. All right. Well, I guess that uh leads us to our next question. So no alcohol for you, Seth. No. <laughs> Okay, the next question is going to refer to, Seth, one of your favorite horror films. Woo! Misery. A great psychological horror film, if there ever was one. Mm-hmm. The question, when Ann Wilkes cripples Paul, what is the name of the procedure she uses to do so? Is it called bowing? Hobbling? Arching? Or crimping? One, two, three, or four. What is the name of the procedure she uses to cripple Paul Sheldon? Seth is literally looking this up right now on his computer. Yeah, you go go ahead. Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen misery a thousand times. I know this. You already know it. Yeah. You're a hundred percent positive. I think I know it. But no, I didn't look it. You probably should know this one. If you've seen the movie, you should know this one. Gordon, how confident are you? Not confident. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. It's a good one. I, I loved it, but pretty yeah, great. That's a pretty that's a pretty minor detail that I, I do not remember. So I'm just taking a wild swing on this one. Well, okay, gentlemen. What was the name of the procedure? Let me see. Well, Seth put Seth put ho- hobbling. Gordon, what did you put? I put the second one. Yeah. Was that was hobbling. Hobbling. Oh, was it? Oh, damn. So you both got it correct. It was yeah, we, yes. we, we, we're at now, Hunter. The the goddamn arcade Have in the kitchen, dog. In the arcade, sorry. And Gordon's in the kitchen, which means Seth didn't take it. Or, or Seth or Gordon, Gordon, Seth, do you want to take a whack at the take bonus it, question? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Again, you answer this bonus question right, you get a mulligan, you answer it wrong, you're stuck next turn with old Jack Torrance locked in the meat cellar. You ready for this, Gordon? I'm to go back to 237. Not this one. No, not on this one. That's the next one. This one, you're just trapped for one turn. All right. Next, next question I ask, Seth will be able to answer it. You will not. If he missed this, right? Right, if he misses it. Okay, and number two, the question is, Gordon, are you ready? Yes. Who was the director of The Shining? Stanley Kubrick. God. Seth, you had an opportunity. You had the first opportunity, you passed up on it. What if you would have said, like, what was the budget of the movie? Well, I mean, what did I supposed to say? That would have been pretty rough. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, Tom doesn't even know that. Do you, let, me, let me also give you all some insight. Every single question that I ask you, I did not look up. Okay. Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah, but it's you though. I thought, what would be a good question to ask about this movie or this movie? That's fair. And I wrote it down. Wait, 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 wait. What room am I in? I want to know. You're still in the ballroom. I got the answer right though. I should. I, I did. Should he did. Up. You're not in the ballroom. You're actually moving on, Seth. No, I think you should stay in the ballroom. But Gordon, you got a Morgan now. Yep. You both got Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Both got Morgan. Yeah. Both got Morgan a piece. 
Everybody's got mulligans. Uh, Gordon is uh, in the kitchen. He's in the kitchen with Jack Thomas. Okay, uh, Seth, you move on to the bathroom. The laboratory, okay. And then the bathroom, there's an attendant there, Seth. Ooh. And he says that you look familiar. And he warns you that you're there is a cook on the way to the hotel to get you. A particular what kind, cook. What kind of cook, Tom? I don't know. I can't, I can't <laughs> imply exactly which kind of cook is coming, but you understand that there's a cook on the way. I just, I just think you need to describe this cook a little more. That's all. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into any more detail on the cook. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> if you get it wrong, the cook is going to have sex with you and send you back to the kitchen where Gordon so, is. Back to okay. That doesn't sound so bad. And if you get it right, you get a mulligan. And I'm two rooms in front of Hunter, right? Yeah. And if you get this wrong, you'll be with him. Mm. Right, you'll have another mulligan with you. What do you want to do, Seth? Uh, I don't know if I want to ask you a really, really simple one or a hardball. See, Hunter's going to come of the psychological and answer all the damn bonus questions. They're all going to be layups. Yeah, it's all going to be layups. Or you can play it safe. You're two rooms ahead. What do you want to do, Seth? I'm playing. I'm playing soft zone, prevent defense. I'm. I'm not. I'm not doing. It. Okay, so you're not going to deal with the cook, right? <laughs> okay, then I guess uh, we'll move on to the next question. Weak. He is weak. Ain't he? Ain't no, that's that's fair. Okay, the last question was about what was it about? Uh, misery. Yeah, the next yes. question is about oh. the sixth sense. God. At the beginning of the film, who plays the strange ex-patient that kills Bruce Willis? Spoilers. Ooh. Is it, is it Mark Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg, Alec Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin, or Michael Baldwin? I actually gave you five on that one. So, Can you repeat it, Tom, please? Are the just the uh, just the what's it called? Actors. Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg, Alec Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin, or Michael Baldwin? Which one of those played the guy that killed Bruce Willis at the beginning of the film? Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, I, think I, I think I know this one. Okay, you got one, two, three, four, five, A, B, C, D, E, or you can write it down. I don't care. Which one is it? Seth, what you got, dog? Seth, what you got, big guy? Let me see what you got. But he's got a mulligan, so if I say it... And... Look away. Y'all got to reveal at the same sure. time. All right, that's fair. Y'all ready to reveal? Yeah. Let me see. I wrote two. Seth I, wrote... Also, I also wrote two. Donnie Wahlberg. That, that looks like a three to me, Hunter. I think Tom, Hunter wrote a three, uh, Tom. Is that two? That's a three. Two? That's a three and a... Uh, uh, use... What is that? Times New Roman? You're both incorrect. You're both going to need to use a mulligan. It's not Donnie Wahlberg. No, it was Donnie Wahlberg. That is correct. Okay, well done. Oh, is it? Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure that's who it was. I, 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 I wanted to make, I should have, you know, I was worried that these questions might be too hard or too easy. They're perfect, Tom. Keep it, it up. It was buddy. a lot of balancing. It was a balancing act, too. You know, I'm out of the can and I'm on the move again. And I did the best I could. 
Where was great. I? Was I just in the ballroom? You were in the kitchen. Now you're headed to the ballroom. Don't try to skip rooms. Tell them, Tom. You're, yeah, you're in the ballroom now. Gordon. Thank you. So you got another question, Gordon. Do you want to? Now this is the this is the risky one, right? Tom, this is the tell two them. shots. You get two shots. Get two shots, and have two mulligans. Or uh, now this is the good part, Tom. Or get alcohol poisoning and wake uh-huh. back up in room two thirty seven. In two thirty seven effectively ending the game you know what and you can trade in three mulligans to move up an extra room now what where where did this rule come from tom what is this this? let's do it tom you ready this game this is rigged yeah i'll do it i know bitch wow not like seth new rules added in all the time (laughs) that's part of the psychological horror you never know what's going to happen you never know what fat tommy's going to do also if i answer this right i get to the very end yeah. <laughs> Immediately. That's not it. That's not this not right. true. This is auto win. Okay, the question is. Um I want to see your what, hands, Hunter. The question is, what? No, who? What was the phrase Jack Torrance kept writing over and over on his typewriter? I want to all work words. and no play makes Johnny, a dull boy. Wrong. Go back to room 207. Wrong, Gordon. Make Jack a dull boy. Jack, fuck. I even said Jack Torrance. I know. Go ahead and tell Hunter what creature film he's watching, Tom, because. Might have to. I ain't blowing this 3 1. I mean, that was a very softball question. Go ahead. I would have smashed the thing out of the park, Hunter. I got it all right beside the name. But that's like the easiest part. It is. It is. It's very weird that you missed that, Gordon. Mm. Oh, well. But, hey, you never know what might happen to Seth. Yeah, yeah Tom's going to drop a piano on my head as I, I'm walking out the front door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, there is. There is a part coming up, Seth. That could. You never know where this game's going. Let me be honest with you. Let me see here. You're going to insert a trap door inside room 237. In fact, it's this. It's where you just moved, Seth. Seth, you were in the bathroom, right? I was in the bathroom. And now you're in the main hall. Okay. And who else is in that main hall with you, Seth? Is it a Danny boy? Jack Torrance. Oh. And he's hiding behind a locker with the the meat locker. He's He's hiding behind a pillar and he's swinging an axe at you, Bernard. What are you doing, Shelly? Nothing, Dad. Go back to killing the family. Okay. Stan! Stan anymore, I'm coming! Okay. If you get it right and duck three mulligans, which means you can win the game now. Because that will you'll be out, okay. out, you'll have enough mulligans to get out of the hotel. Correct. But if okay. you get it wrong, that axe is gonna land square in your chest. Uh-huh. And you die, and you lose the game. Wow. So you can answer this right or wrong. Don't be a bitch. And win. You've heard how easy the questions are up until this point. Yeah, they've been soup. They've been easy. So is this where? 
Tom rewards my bravery and gives me a lamp, or is this where he flips? The I skip down the list to a harder right. question. Correct. Is this where he flips the script and caves my chest into the axe? Because these are in order. Okay, and I could go with the order and go with the question I'm supposed to give Seth. Right. I could look and maybe look for a harder one. They're all Tom, pretty. Tom wants ratings here. He doesn't want an even like a, like a fair game. He wants. The cat digs a rigged game. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom, I'm not, I'm not answering this. You're not going to answer. A bitch. He's such a bitch. Bitch made 100% right here. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad, Seth. Nobody wants to listen to this anymore. Seth is, is he's, he's, he's very competitive. He, he's, he's not going to take any chances. Right. He's just going to want to win. Fair enough. If I answer this next one, I sprint through the rest of the hotel, push him backwards past me, and then run out the front door. It's just that that's just not how it works. It's just not how it works, Gordon. Right. You're just going to have to get them all right, all the rest of the questions right, and he's going to have to get them all wrong. That's where we're at. Let's do it, babe. There's a distinct possibility of that. There's right. not, it, though. It's possible. It's possible. It's, it's really not. It, right, it definitely on. is. I mean, you know, there, there's some... I mean, I feel like you should have answered all the other ones more than him, but but this next one is right up your alley, Gordon. Well, that means I don't know if mine. you've seen this movie or not, Seth. Split. Oh, I have. All right. You've seen it. Gordon, you seen it? I have seen it. Okay, well, here we go with the question, boys. How many distinct personalities does James McAvoy claim to have? Is it 23? 27, 19, or 21. How many different personalities does he boast having in the film? Wait, can you read the answers one more time? 23, 27, 19, or 21? What are we thinking, boys? And I'm pretty sure both of y'all have one mulligan. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all ready to reveal? Uh, sure. Okay, same time. What are we? What are we thinking? Tom, I took a I took a shot here. You mentioned Michael Jordan, twenty three. You say twenty three, Gordon. You say twenty one. Hmm. I don't exactly know how to do this because one of you is right and one of you isn't. Okay. But you said you can only use a mulligan if, if the other person is wrong as well. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who, that's, what you, who, that's what you said earlier. So who is correct and who is not? It was 23, Seth. You God were damn you, Seth. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> playing conservative and playing super gay paid off for me. Seth, you're in the final area. Well, had you got that mulligan, you would have already been out. You could have won, but you still have one more. You're in the hedge maze. You've made it outside. No, wait. Then Actually, you wandered right into the hedge maze. Wait, I'm incorrect. <laughs> out. No, wait. I'm incorrect, Seth. You're not in the hedge maze. You actually have two more areas. You have made it from the main hall where Jack was swinging at you to the lobby. You okay. look over, Seth. 
and you see a bear in one of the rooms blowing a dude on the bed. Okay. And this completely stuns you. I'm baffled right now, right? That's that's it. That's it. Okay. You just you look over, you see this, and you're stunned. Okay. <laughs> that's where we're at. No, that's it though. Right. No, so you're blowing them in the lobby. Right. Yeah. You, this is kind of a uh, you know just a like a free parking type area. Okay, that's fair. Get the pressure <laughs> off. A little, little recharge my batteries. Hunter's still in room thirty two thirty seven. I'm no, getting now, dumbed right now. No, Gordon made it to the uh, what is uh, the uh, the uh, what is it the uh, you know the uh, two thirty seven. Yeah, he gets you, it back. That's right. You you missed the question, so you're in two thirty seven. Tom, getting, if you're the I'm, judge here, I need you to yeah. keep track of this stuff. I'm still getting gummed right now. I got, I got three different notes. I got the notes for the for the for the shining questions. I got notes for for the horror questions, and I got notes for where you are at in the hotel. I don't want to hear it. Gordon's in room 237. Tom can't even keep this organized. I don't even think this game counts. Tom's drunk. Look, look, this is this is a lot. To, you, you know how long this took? Okay, it took a good amount of time. I'm enjoying it, Tom. And I, try I, to think of the I'm enjoying and it. think what y'all would figure out and what y'all wouldn't and how this game might progress and how many questions I need and how many how, questions I didn't. How am I doing, Tom? You're doing really good. You're doing a lot better than I thought you would. Um, the next question, and Seth, this will get you to the final area. Gordon, you will be in the arcade room. Arcade right? room, yeah. Woo. And the question centers around the movie Get Out. All right. Both I've of you seen it? Yeah. Sure? Yeah, we've seen it. We the watched it together, Tommy is, and you. Did we? Mm-hmm. I think we did. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, the movie is Get Out. The question is, what does the family call the mysterious place they are brought to when they enter the trance state? Do they call it the other? Do they call it the deep well? Do they call it the sunken place? Or do they call it the inverse? What does the family refer to this weird, uh, almost parallel, parallel dimension type type deal? Can you uh, read them again? Yeah, as always. The other? Number four of Tom. The deep well, two. The sunken place, three, or the inverse, four. What does the family call the place? Are you all ready to reveal? Yes. Uh, sure. Okay. Okay. And what is, what is, Which one was that? The sunken place. Seth, you said three. Y'all both said the sunken place, and y'all are both correct. Gordon, you moved to the arcade. Woo! Seth, you are outside. You've made it, buddy. You've wandered You're into the hedge You're maze. in the hedge maze. <laughs> Why did I just go to the he, ice mobile? He got right out and then immediately wandered into a maze. Because well, you right. probably still got Jack Torrance chasing you. That's fair. You got so I can just kind of I can just kind of walk out at this point, right? Maybe, maybe Seth's distracted. Um, I mean, Jack Torrance is gone, so I can just walk right out. Well, actually, Seth does have the option of leaving a false trail for you mm. if he gets the question right. Mm. Or if he gets it wrong, he goes back to the bathroom. He's chased back to the bathroom. Seth, I still have like five more rooms to even get to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> and if you get it right, God. if you get it right, you leave a false trail for him that he'll follow back to. I say go for it. 
Back to yeah, <laughs> yeah. What makes the most? What what gives you the best chance to win? I say Tom, it's in your best interest to just go for it, man. Tom, we know the deal here. Let's 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 ask the next question. Okay. Because there ain't no way in hell I'm answering that. Well, that and plus, I mean, it really wouldn't make a lot. That was more for, like, let's say if if there was three people playing, I designed that for you could screw the person behind you, and then. The second the the person in last would be able to jump ahead of them. I like where your head's at, Tommy. But that didn't happen. Anyways, I guess <laughs> Seth, you just need to it get one been. more right and 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 you've won the game. And Hunter needs like eight more right to win the game. Something like that. It's <laughs> it's not close. Because um, he's in the arcade. Right, Gordon's in the arcade. Uh and the, but the next one is right up your alley, Gordon. Uh Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Did you ever watch that, Hunter? I've never seen that film. Well, I'm the question really doesn't. I watched it last year. Okay. It, it doesn't center around the plot. It's more about the production, which okay. I tried to steer away from, but I didn't on this one because I haven't seen the movie and I don't know a whole lot about it. So I think you, I think you'd like it. The question is, how long did it take Josh Sweden and Drew Goddard to write the insane script? Did they write it in two months, eight months? Three days or eight hours? Uh, How long did it take him to write the script for this baffling movie? I read a, a bit of the uh, plot synopsis and I, I said, this is insane. This is not what I was expecting. I thought it was about some. Yeah, there, there's a twist. <laughs> I thought it was about people going in the woods and like they get killed or they get like a bad like infection or something. No, no that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. But uh, are y'all ready to reveal? Yes. Sure. What are we? What are we thinking? I wrote eight hours. I put three days. Oh, interesting! Interesting. See, eight hours seems way too short to write a script. Regardless, your movie knowledge helped you on this one, Gordon, and your production knowledge because you are correct and Seth is wrong. I want to use my mulligan. I want to say uh, three days. <laughs> I bet you would, wouldn't you? It'd be so nice. It's not my fault that you get you asked for both answers. I have a mulligan. I have the right to use it three days. No, 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 no. We no, we no, no, buddy. No, no, no. Last question. Stop changing. You said if somebody gets it right and somebody gets it wrong, then it's it's yielded to the person. No, that got no, it right. no, so no, no. Mulligan only counts if both people get it wrong. Correct. Bullshit. And you can use three of them to jump Fine. on. Fine. Enjoy the the goddamn kitchen, Hunter. Go ahead. Right. You in the kitchen, Gordon? Yeah, yeah. Jack Torrance has already been uh, called from the magic lamp. So, so we on. just move on to the next question. Yeah, move on. See, this is why I had to write out a whole lot of questions. And the next question, damn, there's I got like one. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six questions left. So hopefully, one of y'all wins the game. Go ahead, let's do it. Then the six questions. Okay. Probably actually wrote too many. The next question is refers to the movie It Follows. I've seen that. Seth, have you seen that? We watched that together, didn't we? I think so. If that's what I'm thinking of. I liked that movie a lot more than I would have expected. Is okay. that the one? Is it, is it the subtitles? Or no? No. I'm thinking of a different movie. Then. You're thinking of, uh, what was that? That Spanish movie. Yeah, something different. Veronica. Okay. Veronica. Go ahead. The question is, how is the cursed... In the movie, passed to the, its next victim by touching a monkey's paw, 
by sacrificing an animal, by drinking from a 75-year-old soda bottle, or sexual intercourse. How is the curse passed from one victim to the next? Do we remember? Does that ring a bell at all? I don't Maybe think I've seen bit. it. I know, I I know for certain it. what it is. You have to see oh. the movie to know. Gordon's pretty confident. Tom, repeat him. I'm going to take a shot in the dark here. Okay, Seth. What are you saying, big dog? Repeat him real quick. Oh, uh, monkey's paw. Uh, sacrificing an animal. Drinking from a 75-year-old soda bottle. Or sexual intercourse. All right. Here goes nothing. Yeah, ready? Yeah. Oh, Seth wrote a bad word. And Gordon wrote, what does it say? Looks like uh, monkey's paw. Sexy? No, it says monkey's paw, I think. Monkey's paw? Sexy sex. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was correct. You're both correct, except for one of you makes it out of the Overlook Hotel Live. What happens to... And one of you is stuck in the ballroom forever. They're the new caretaker. Getting I like it in here. It's nice. Jack Torrance most certainly murdered you. There's an old lady that keeps gumming me. There's a bear. He's getting gummed up good, though. Blowing. There's a lot of fellatio happening in this hotel. Bears, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. But while you're staying in the Overlook Hotel, Gordon, you're going to have to watch a creature feature. Okay. Which will be designated by me and Seth now. The Shape of Water. No, it will not be that one. Um, Because that's what I wanted to do next week. We really hit on the creature features. Maybe do a creature coliseum. Would you be interested in that, Gordon? Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. Seth? Yeah. Sound good? Sure. You like creature features, Seth? I'm here for it. What? terrible one should we make gordon watch and have to review for next week episode Tom, i feel like you just got a catalog of these things i got a few we could do uh critters 2 have you well, seen that gordon what about one of the, like the new like trimmer movies that are awful i wanted to go older okay i want to see one of the new terrible movies at least and i, and I want to make Tornado. sure Tom actually watches this one and doesn't like um you know well he'll have to give a review well, you no, had to last week as well. and Now, Seth, you did watch. You watched Phantasm 2, and you watched it in its entirety, and I could tell. Yeah. That's a fun movie. I like that movie. Do Sharknado? No. Have you seen Pumpkinhead, Gordon? No. That's a good one. That's a good I one. I watched, like, Pumpkinhead 4. <laughs> I don't like 3 or 4. I mean, I, I, actually, I didn't even know there was a 3 or 4. <laughs> 4 is pretty good. 4 is pretty good, actually. 4 is the Hatfields and McCoys. And and the Hatfields uh, tell Pumpkinhead to go kill all the McCoys. Um, any any direction you want to go here, I trust your judgment. Are are, are we going like punishment? Or are we going like hey, Hunter needs to see this? Let's have him watch this. A bit of both. A bit of both. Uh, if we really wanted to punish him, we could say Ghoulies. Something terrible like that. Or the Gate is a good one. I don't want to suffer though. Uh, Kong versus Godzilla. I'm thinking either Pumpkinhead or The Gate. I've never seen The Gate. I've seen Pumpkinhead, obviously. Pumpkinhead, good one for him to see, Seth. 
I, mean, I have it on. I have it on my Voodoo Gordon, so you wouldn't have to pay to see it. You could just watch it on my Voodoo. All right. And I'm pretty sure it's actually probably free on a, a couple different sites right now. But the gate, what? you say? Is it on YouTube? Pumpkinhead? No, I don't no. think it is. Not for free, at least. It's it's uh it's it's one you're gonna like, Gordon. The okay. gate came out in '87. The Gate is a fun movie. We ought, to, we ought to watch that one too. I love that movie. It's weird. It's uh, it's it's very eighties. Stephen Dorff when Pumpkin he was a Head. child. Pumpkinhead was eighty eight. They both scored uh similarly on like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Pumpkinhead did Stephen score Dorf. slightly higher. So look at that, Hunter. We're giving you the better movie to watch. All right. Yeah. What do the fans I mean, say? That's uh, not good. Unless you're Tom. I mean, does it have an audience score, Seth? Is it, uh, is it there? I don't see it. This is great audio right now. No, it's fine. Again, either way, it's better than Phantasm 2, I think. Pumpkinhead audience score of forty eight percent. Forty eight percent. That's not I mean, terrible. One of the these tomato, older films. The tomato meter was sixty five percent. Hmm. Hmm. Audience uh, score on *Malignant* was like fifty five. No, it Fan. wasn't. Stop. Yeah, it was. Go look it up. I'll look it up right freaking now. What are we talking? What did you say it was? Fifty five. What for um malignant? No, but like you say audience score? What yeah. the audience give it? Fifty-five. Let's and when the audience Let's see. fucking head? Sixty. Something. Phantasm two got a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience gave it a fifty-seven percent. Let's see, Rotten Tomatoes. Well, oh uh, uh, you were wrong, Gordon. It's thirty-eight percent. Oh, it's worse. Oh, okay. Oh, I know. No, that's a different malignant. That was a twenty thirteen malignant. My, my bad. There's another one? Apparently, by the same movie title. <laughs> well, you know, for the audience, their creature feature that they're supposed to keep up on this week is going to be The Thing. John 50, Carpenter. 53% audience score. Okay, so it's worse. Not necessarily. It's worse I than, think- I, than I, I had thought that it was. You're going to watch Pumpkinhead... Gordon. No, All right. Watch the thing. No, you'll have to watch the thing too. But have you seen the thing? I have not actually. You haven't. You're in for a treat. Watch the remake. It's much better. It's one of the greatest. No, it's not. <laughs> the thing. John Carpenter's The Thing, 1981. So why, why watch yeah. an 81 movie when you have a nice, like, 2010 movie, like, remake? Sit yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Watch. Let's watch the new Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. The Thing, John Carpenter, 1982. We're talking Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. I want you to watch that, Gordon, and you also have to watch Pumpkinhead. Got to watch it. You lost the game. Maybe next week. You'll come more prepared. You'll take prepared. me seriously as a threat, and you won't bullshit around. Yeah, you can't. You You're can't right. take I, Seth lightly. You, you've done. I completely did not. I just dismissed Seth. You, you, you slept walk through that. Remotely oh, yeah. getting any of these right. 
I was expecting maybe Miz to win on this one. Maybe Josiah, if he was here, Chaz definitely would have won. Uh, horror is just horror is not my genre for the most part. I know, well, I know pretty surface level horror, and if I do know horror, it's either Stanley Kubrick or it's some type of indie film. Right, right. It's it's off brand, yes, but. Gordon, this week I'm hoping to maybe change your mind. You watch Pumpkinhead and you watch The Thing. The first Pumpkinhead? The first Pumpkinhead. Okay. It's definitely the uh, better of the four. It's got the highest ratings. The second one was all the rest of them were kind of cash grabs and uh, they were pretty bad. Cash grabs, Tom, you say. But Tom, what's the what's the penalty if he comes in here next week for some bullshit that he, and he doesn't watch the movie? Death. Okay. Death. I will settle for nothing less. <laughs> I know it says, says says hot for it right now, man. But yeah, you watch those two. The audience watch the thing. John Carpenter, perhaps. I mean, I put it on par with The Shining. It is an amazing film. So much tension, drama, the effects. Nobody ever did effects like that before or since. My opinion. I've heard good things, and it's been on my list to watch for a long time. I've just never gotten around to it. I have it also on Voodoo. So you can watch both these films on my dime. Okay. In 4K. Deal. Okay. And uh, well, Screen Fiends, uh, well done making it to the end with uh, most of your faculties uh, still intact. The uh, psychological horror genre is designed to Show what horrors the human psyche can endure and what it takes to break it. If you consider yourself a pretty mentally strong person, be proud of that. But also realize it probably wouldn't take as much as you think to turn you into a Jack Torrance, a Joker, a Patrick Bateman type. You know? So be well, Screen Fans, and we'll see you next week here on the Screen Fans Podcast. Go ahead and take a second.